Carroll bringing it forward. Thompson's making the run. Carroll hangs on to it though. Still Davy Carroll. Could go all the way here. Oh, what a goal! Hello, I'm Phil Catchpole and welcome to this week's episode of Ringing the Blues, the official Wickham Wanderers podcast. On this week's show, we have all the action and reaction from the game against Derby County at Adams Park, including a chat with new signing Jordan Willis, plus Pete Kuhig has his pre-match playlist picks. But first, let's head to Mexico City for the results with Uri. We are ringing the blues from Mexico City. It's me, Uri, and here are the results for League One. Barnsley 2, Cambridge United 0, Burton Albion 1, Exeter City 0, Charlton Athletic 1, Fleetwood Town 2, Cheltenham Town 0, Accrington Stanley 0, Ipswich Town 2, Sheffield Wednesday 2, Lincoln City 1, Bristol Rovers 0, MK Dons 1, Oxford United 1, Morecambe 1, Forest Green Rovers 1, Peterborough United 0, Bolton Wanderers 5, Plymouth Argyle 3, Portsmouth 1, Chusbury Town 3, Port Vale 2, Wickham Wanderers 3, Derby County 2. So you know Derby County hasn't lost in League One since the 21st of October and had won the last six league games until they came to Adams Park. So Cherboy Spanish this week, a long unbeaten run. Okay, word by word, long, largo or larga, unbeaten, invicto, like victory, invictus, you haven't lost, so you are invicto, run, carrera, a long unbeaten run, una larga carrera invicta for Derby County until they visited Adams Park. This is it for the week and back to England with my amigo Phil Catchpole. Adios. Thank you, Sean Uri. Right then, the car park was sold out, as was the away end. Derby County riding on the crest of a wave into Adams Park. Danny Sender joined us on commentary, and here's what happened. Good play from McCarthy now. McCleary over to him, finds Hanlon. Hanlon thinks about going for goal. It deflects in, and goes! Yeah! Wickham have got the lead! The shot was from Hanlon. It spun up off the defender. And it arrived on a tray for Sam Vokes, who looked up to see where the keeper was and volleyed it into the roof of the net. And there's silence in the away end. Wickham Wanderers 1, Derby County 0, Sam Vokes. Left-hand side for the chair, boys, finds wing. Wing back to McCleary, McCleary, little quick feet. Corner of the penalty area. Goes back to Scoan, centrally placed in the Derby half. Oh, Lovely okay. pass to McCarthy, McCarthy cuts oh, it back, folks! Missing with the touch and Vokes, and it would have been 2-0. What a move by Wickham Wanderers. Left wing, goes through the legs of Forsyth, oh, goes the other right. side, Hannon, Hannon's still going, cuts it back to Wheeler, McCarthy, oh, he plays it over the bar. 
Guilty's opportunity for Wicked Wanderers. Hanlon, effort, muscle. Got it across the box. Ball over the top from Derby. Jacobson and McGoldrick takes over on the right wing now. Grimm has come across to deal. McGoldrick tricking into the box and it's in the back of the net and Collins has got the equaliser. McGoldrick with the assist and it's Wickham 1, Derby 1. End-to-end stuff and the equaliser's come in the 66th minute. The corner short, Wickham to McCleary. Here's wing, wing right foot in, Jackson scores! 2-1 to Wickham. Lewis Wing with his sixth of the season. The corner routine worked and Derby switched off. But Lewis Wing, he was switched on and the ball was deflected into the bottom corner. Wickham Wanderers 2, Derby 1. Flicks onto Wheeler and now Vokes. Vokes to Debar on that right hand side. Debar. Right by the corner flag. Low cross to Wing. Yeah! Oh! Lewis Wing second of the game and TJ Debar what a wonderful story for him he comes off the bench and pulls out an assist from nowhere but Lewis Wing had a lot to do and didn't he do that well Wickham 3 Derby 1 Cashin McGoldrick oh now Dobbin head to the area Dobbin Dobbin goes for goal scores there we go what a goal by Lewis Dobbin McCarthy will take the throw. Six minutes and 25 seconds has been added on so far. The chants of Wickham fans are the only ones that can be heard now at Adams Park. McCarthy throws the ball down the line, flicked on by Vokes. And there goes the whistle! Derby County have lost for the first time since October. Wickham Wanderers with a fantastic victory here at Adams Park. 3-2, two goals from Wing, one from Vokes. Dobbin made it interesting at the end, but Wickham Wanderers worth the three points today, Dan Sender. Absolutely worth the three points. Wickham today full of character, full of personality and full of quality. At times we suffered, at times we had to find our way back into the game and they'd done that and then been able to see it out. Really good performance. Well, the Derby County fans have been talking about the car park all week. They can go and walk through it now and they can stare at the floor of it and wonder where it went wrong for their side today. They gave it their all but it wasn't enough today against Wickham Wanderers who were hunting down that place in the top six. Full time here at Adams Park. Wickham Wanderers 3. Derby County 2. Gareth, a statement win. <laughs> no, a win. You know, that's all it is. It's, uh, it's a great performance against a really strong side. I still think they're going to grab second place. I really do. Um, I think they're a good, good side, Derby. And uh, I think they're going to take some big teams apart. I think they're going to win win a lot of games. And uh, so for me, that's a, that's a huge scalp, you know, it really is. Because um, we played a... A formation that wasn't a standard formation. I've watched. I've watched all the games lately, and everyone who's tried to match them or go go the typical football formations um, have come a cropper. You know, real real cropper. You know, the, the two centre offs stride through, um, crosses in the box. You know, some good talented players in that side. So, um, you know, we, we sort of lopsided our, our, our system a little bit and, and tried to set a few traps. And uh, I'm not saying it works every time, but. 
a lot of times it did work and um, and to be fair the attacking play today was special really special you know um, we're getting we're getting fitter um, the boys are boys are feeling strong they believe adding people like Jordan Willis you know which is a, is a great coup for us because uh, the experience he's had championship players I looked looked at the team before the game and said to him 95% of the squad has played in the championship and held their own in the championship so you go out there and believe you go out there and believe what we can do today and um, really really pleased you know um, the the uh, the closing the the like I said the attacking play the the um, the boys really showed that they're they're a force to be reckoned with and uh, you know people can call us what they want you know but um, come and watch the games because that was a hell of a game today um, and I have to give some credit to Dobbo for that set piece. Um, um, I'll actually say it's my masterstroke for bringing Herbal in and Herbal takes the defensive stuff off Dobbo so Dobbo can concentrate on the attacking stuff but um, we worked on it yesterday and um, you know Lewis Wing on the edge of the box there he's, uh, he is very very dangerous and very potent with that right foot and uh, it was a great finish but you know TJ coming on made a brilliant impact I thought you know and, and that's been something we've seen at Plymouth and coming on I couldn't get Chem on today and I've said to him you're going to play a big part and Chris Farino's back you know um, no, the squad's looking strong, really strong, and uh, I'm sure there was a few eyebrows raised when there was three centre-halves on the bench today, but, you know, it's um, it's worked, and, uh, and I'm really pleased that the back four we put in today was was really, really good, because that's a strong side. Derby are a strong team, brilliant support, really got behind them, but, um, yeah, we, uh, we upset the odds again. It was a great team performance today, but it needed to be at times, because, because Derby more than played their part today too. Yeah, do you know... I've always said, like the likes of Gareth McLeary, Sam Vox, closing from the front like they do, you cannot do anything but follow. Um, David Wheeler as well, his energy today, that was sensational. I, I can't, can't pick anyone out, um, although I have done this. So it's, uh, it's, it's the whole group, the whole, the whole group, because on Thursday, you know, we, we play an 11 v 11 and, and we try and represent Derby with the other team. And, and so they play their part in trying to give us problems in training. And there was problems in training. We had to iron out a few things on Friday and make sure that we're all set. We all know what we're doing. Um, and uh, like I said, they've taken some teams really apart. Um, so I'm, I'm really pleased with that result today. It's all about the three points, but you know, ending this huge unbeaten run that Derby's been on, uh, the rest of the league will look at that and think, blimey, Wickham are in this. Yep, a uh, little Wickham, you know, they, uh, we're still in this. And, uh, and I'm really, like I said, we, uh, I can't say Little Wickham anymore, Rob, Rob will tell me off, so we're, we're decent sized Wickham, competing <laughs> in an unbelievably sized league at the moment and um, we're, we're really pleased today and the, the only thing is now we, we cannot rest on a, on a win at home against one of the biggest clubs in, in the lower leagues, you know, it's, it's Accrington Stanley away on Tuesday, we've got to prepare, um, myself and Josh will be going through the tactics and going through the videos again, um, but I've got a brilliant team, really, real good staff team. Um, Gareth McCleary actually played through an, a little bit of an injury from Port Vale's pitch coach. Thompson picked up something, Taft picked up something, you know. <clears throat> I, I do apologise to the fans saying everyone is in contention. They actually are all in contention, but it's Keane who rules them out, not me. So I'll stand by that, I'm not lying. Uh, but I don't want to give any secrets away to the opposition. Everyone will be, uh, everyone will be ready for Tuesday. And uh, again, we'll pick a side that we believe will go up there and get the points. Um, but it's not an easy place to go. Um, but there'll be, no, uh, there'll be no celebrating tonight, definitely. The boys need to get their rest. Um, Monday we go again and we go up to Accrington and hopefully we can we can keep on this run that we're on because um, you know, they were great today. We really were great. And uh, you know one of our ex-managers, Brian Lee, was down to be here today and his family came in the boardroom and, and 
you know, his, his wife's um, funeral was in the week and, and I managed to, to make that, which was great in my training kit, albeit. Um, but I would have loved him to be there today, but I'm sure he's been watching that TV and, and, uh, and smiling that we can move on today. Uh, you mentioned earlier in the interview three centre-backs on the bench. One of those was Jordan Willis. He was announced to the fans at two o'clock today when the team news came out. What can you tell us about Jordan? Well, first to tell you that I can't believe we kept the secret. He's been training with us for a couple of weeks and, uh, and played at Woking in the friendly, so I'm, I'm pleased that didn't get out. Um, but Jordan is... Uh, do you know what? You know he's one of these players that you want to sign because he always does well against you. So if he's not, if he's in your team, he's not, he's not doing well in the opposition. Everyone remembers the games against Coventry over the years. We've never got anything out of Coventry. Jordan Willis has been a big, a big factor in that. And then when he went to Sunderland, he, he's, he's championship caliber all day. I've always been a big fan of Jordan, positioning wise, gets up for headers. Although he's, he's not, he's six four. He's, he's about six foot, but he competes. He's quick, positionally very good. He's going to be a great asset to the squad. And uh, and like I say, we uh, we keep building this. Uh, as I said at the end of the window. Don't discount us signing any uh, non-contract players or, or out-of-contract players, and Jordan was definitely one of them. Um, his agent made us aware, and um, and I was I was very keen to get him in and see how he's looking. So he signed a contract at the end of the season, and he's going to play his part <clears throat> as well as everybody. Um, no, really, really proud of the boys today. Like I say, enjoy tonight, Wickham fans. You were great. I asked for it midweek. You came when you turned up and you got behind us, and that's what we can do together. But um, long way to go yet, you know. Um, I'm sure. Um, this, this league's got a few more twists and turns. I think Bolton have turned Peterborough over five 0 today, and, and we've got them next week. And, and you know, there's some there's some crazy results. There's there's plenty more to come, but um, it's great to be in the hunt. And uh, I mentioned for TJ Dubai, he gave us a real scare at Plymouth at the end of last year. Uh, he's got back <laughs> in the squad. He's got his fitness back and got the assist today as well. He's paid me back for sitting in an ambulance for five hours with him. <laughs> but um, he's a, he's a cracking cracking lad. TJ is a victim sometimes of having too much enthusiasm, too much energy and, and blowing up. But today, it was very controlled. He did really well today. He got his foot on things when he could. He got a brilliant assist. Uh, and, um, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's an international for a reason. He's a good player, TJ. And, and I think he's had his, you know, sort of his, his route to the first team blocked, you know, when Ali Alhamdi was here doing well at the, at the time and, and Daryl and Sule and all that, some big sort. So when I said thinning the squad up would create these opportunities for these people to come in. They've got to take him and TJ certainly took his today. I'm, I'm really pleased for him because he's a cracking lad, real, real good lad. And uh, like I say, we've got um, got a strong book, strong bench and some, some, you know, Dominic Gabe, Curtis Thompson, you know, Alfie Mawson in the background here. So hopefully we can uh, we can make sure that we can finish strong. But um, like I said, brilliant to be in the race. Um, it's, it's a tough, tough league and uh, just proud that the boys have come up today. Sound a bit horse Have you got band practice this week? No band practice. You know, I've talked to Cherry Red Records about the album coming out. I'm not sure I'll be able to do any promo gigs, uh, but the football's definitely more important. Let's, uh, if I have to lose my voice shouting, then uh, the record can, can wait, you know. Go safe journey to Accrington. We'll see you there. Thanks a lot, Phil. Cheers. Wing you a big three points, but two goals for yourself as well. Yeah, um, I think most importantly, like we've got three points, I think. Before the game, we all believed that we uh, we could get the job done, and um, to go out there and perform like that, I think uh, shows uh, what what sort of group we are and how, how we're pushing up the league now. Folks, he got that goal in the first half. It pulled him level with you and G Mac on five goals apiece. So you yeah. thought second half, I better pull a couple yeah. out here. I didn't know that till he just told me, but um, yeah, um, I'm just happy to keep scoring goals. Uh, that's what I came to the club to do, and. Um, I'm glad I've uh, picked up the form that I, I used to have back in my borough days. 
scoring goals was getting stuck in with Josh going in the middle of the yeah. pitch as well. Yeah, um, I love playing with Josh. Um, you know what he's what he's about and what he's going to do, and it just frees me up to to get forward and score them goals. Gareth Ainsworth just spoke to us and said he talked about the game plan in a slightly different formation today. Was it much change out there today? Yeah, it was a massive change, but I thought we adapted really well. We've worked on it um, all week. It was an unusual shape, but I, I think it paid off today. And how do you feel about ending this run of Derby County? They hadn't lost in the league since October the 21st. Yeah, no, I think that was a big thing for us. We, we knew that they hadn't been beat for a while, so it would be nice for us to, to turn them over. And uh, luckily, we got the three points today. And you mentioned uh, playing for Borough. You scored a bit of a worldie for them against Derby in the Championship, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, must, must just be my uh, lucky team. Um, scored one back at the Riverside and now scored two today. Talk us through the goals. It was a, a Richard Dobson corner routine. Yeah, we've been, uh, well, a couple of weeks ago, I think, uh, when I uh, cut it back for Jordan and uh, he told me like that he's off it now, so I'm going to give you a chance. Um, and I was just waiting for that moment to come up and uh, I couldn't believe they left me alone on the edge of the box like that, but happy to take it and it was a well-worked uh, set piece. And the second one, TJ Debar looks like he's running into a cul-de-sac yeah. down by the corner flag and you've got to give him credit for the assist, I guess. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of knew he wouldn't be able to get a really good contact on it, so I was just waiting for the moment uh, he pulled, his, pulled the trigger and I, I just got in front of my man and slotted it home. Still plenty to do, though, from there. Yeah, it was, yeah, but um, I think uh, I know where the net is at the minute and uh, I'm really enjoying it, so hopefully I can keep that up. And we're looking at a very busy week. It was a fully intense battle out there today. Yeah. Long trip to Accrington yeah. on Tuesday, then back here Saturday for Bolton. And we've had a bit of a stop-start month, haven't we? Is it yeah. tough now to try to prepare for this? Um, I think we'll prepare as much as we can. Uh, we'll just rest and recover till Tuesday now. Long journey down there um, on Monday, but the boys will be ready for it. And how's that feeling in the dressing room? There must be a real swell of momentum now. Yeah, there is. Um, obviously, there's belief that we can beat anyone in this league. Um, so hopefully, we just keep it up and keep pushing up the league. Lewis, see you in Accrington. Yeah, thank you. See you there. Jordan, first and foremost, welcome to Wickham Wanderers. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, you've been here a few weeks, haven't you? Uh, it was announced today at two o'clock when the teams came out, but you've been around for a little while. Yeah, um, came in, like you say, a couple of weeks ago. Um, training and kind of proving my fitness and uh, yeah we got the deal over the line on Thursday night. So what's your recent story been? It's been out with injury? Yeah um, I mean I actually signed on Thursday it was two years to the day since my injury um, but yeah I'd left Sunderland uh, 1st of January um, and I've been uh, a few clubs uh, since and then yeah uh, a couple of weeks ago Wickham got in touch asking me to come in uh, came in and yeah managed to get a contract sealed. Wickham fans will remember you in the Coventry shirt and the Sunderland shirt against Wickham. They'll know what you're all about as a defender, but tell, tell those who don't recognise you, what are your qualities as a, as a defender? Um, yeah, I think first and foremost, um, my speed's a good asset. Um, and then, you know, I like to be aggressive, strong. Um, and uh, yeah, I like to think my reading of the game's pretty good as well. So tell me about that feeling in today. You came off the bench, you said it's two years. Since, since it's been a long road back, how did it feel when, when your name was read out and you crossed the white line again? It was an amazing feeling. Um, I was saying to the lads before, you know, uh, they were asking how I'm feeling. I said, I feel amazing. It's weird. Uh, I'm almost trying to get back to the familiarity of a match day experience. Um, but yeah, you know, I just couldn't wait to cross that line and manage to do it today. Um, so hopefully, yeah, many more to come. 
And a pretty calm game to come into at that stage as well, right? Uh, ish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, the lads have done an amazing job um, getting ahead and seeing the game out as well. Um, I was just happy to be a part of that. So looking ahead now, between now and the end of the season, uh, lots of games to come. And Wickham Wanderers very much involved in that race for the top six again. Yeah, I mean, um, the ambitions of this club um, is to get promotion. Um, we've got to keep on, keep on, keep these results coming in, um, and make sure we're up there coming into the season. And I guess you know Josh going well from your time at Sunderland together. Yeah, so I know Josh um, from Sunderland. I also know Grimmer from Coventry. Um, he was in the team when we got promoted from League Two. Um, so yeah, I know them two very well. Derby County fans had plenty to say before, during, and after the game. Here's your position view. Ram Arena. What an awful game all round. And losing to that bunch of ambulance chasers is horrible. Wickham are just a dreadful bunch of kick and rush thugs. Terrible ref too and horrible deflections for two of their goals. We were poor as well, though. Stefan Broom. A really poor performance, which was still almost good enough to get some at. Defensively, it were atrocious. It's mad conceding three goals to a Wickham side who basically just smack the ball as long as possible for a target man to win flick-ons for a few hopeful runners around him. <laughs> we look Sunday league at times today. B4 EV6. I'm fuming. We were cheated out of that game and their keeper should have been sent off. Grabbing James Collins and chucking him to the ground and then sticking two fingers up at the Derby fans. And I swear that he kicked Collins when he chucked him to the ground. Swigger, 67. The run was bound to end eventually. It's just a shame it was against that jumped-up bunch of morons. But who cares? We're Derby County. One flow ever. Well, my day isn't ruined. One result doesn't define a season. Sooner or later, we'll get out of this division and leave the likes of Wickham behind. All the petty victories and legal nonsense in the world won't change the fact that Wickham are a non-entity with a shed of a stadium they can't fill. And we are a club with a proper fan base and much higher ceiling. We will always be better than them by pretty much every available metric. Nigel Owen. I'm low to criticise referees, but that was one of the most inconsistent refereeing performances I've ever seen today. He never got a grip of Wickham's antics, or Ainsworth himself, who the technical area doesn't seem to apply to. Dave's a ram. Shame about the result, but we were bullied today. We've actually taken bullying in our stride this season, but trying to play Wickham at their own game was a big mistake. Too much long ball, too much just edit anywhere in our play, instead of getting it down and actually playing football. Commiserations to Wickham fans who have to watch that every week. We only have to put up with it twice this season. I haven't had a couple of decent referees recently. It were inevitable 
that we would get one who gave Wickham carte blanche to be Wickham. Blondest goat. <laughs> as much as everyone is slating Wickham, they are by far the most effective team at their type of tactics. And that's what made today's game such an obvious banana skin. I'd be confident over two legs against them, but would hate to meet them at Wembley. MJR. People blaming the ref and time-wasting are just papering over what was quite a worrying performance. We looked all over the place defensively and going forward for the first time in a while. We can't win every game, sure, but that was awful. What a way <laughs> and place for the run to end. Dicker B. It's almost like Wickham set up to try and make us not win the match. Those cheeky scamps. John Askew. I'm not used to saying this recently, but we were poor, piss poor. That's the first time in a long time we looked like we didn't want it. We were outfought and outmuscled. Wickham wanted it more than we did, and they deserved it. How lovely. Right then, Pete Kuhik was on the pre-match playlist picks this week and, well, you know, he loves his music almost as much as he loves his football. Take it away, Pete. It was Dabo that nominated me, man, and after listening to Dabo's stories about the three songs, you know, he really thought about it and really uh, put me a little bit of a brain freeze here, you know? We've gone to Lord knows how many away trips and we are very serious about that playlist. You know, the one we started off with every single time we go on the road didn't make the cut. Wow. A little too explicit, I think, for uh, public viewing here on Wanderers TV, Phil. Okay, uh, first song. I had to do notes, and there's like, it, you know, your first question this morning was, did you, uh, were you able to cut it down to three? And I was like, I think so. Um, you know, but when I started thinking about what I wanted, you know, just what, what would be cool stories for three songs that I would throw in here, you know, I didn't even get to include three of my favorite bands that probably have affected me more spiritually, uh, (laughs) musically, religiously, just everything. Uh, Politically, were Bob Marley, R.E.M. and U.T. You know, I've listened to those three bands more than probably any other band, although I have, I'm a little bit manic when it comes to music. I start, when I start listening to a band, I listen to it a lot. Um, But my first, the first song for the three is, uh, and it is kind of a cool story, which is, uh, you know, Dabo has inspired me. Uh, it's a pretty easy call. It's probably predictable. It's the, uh, it's the walkout tune, uh, Firewoman by the Cult. Um, but it's really because when I first got here in 2019, Gareth and I hit it off really well, easy, you know, quickly just discussing music, talking about music. And the first band that we both really liked that came through London was The Cult. And we went, and the first time we went out to see a show uh, was The Cult in, uh, at the Apollo in London, which was pretty cool because when I was a kid, the first band my parents let me go see away out of town and stay the night at a hotel room to see a show was The Cult. And it was Shreveport, Louisiana, four and a half, five hours away, uh, meeting a really good friend of ours from high school that had moved up there, you know. I don't know what he told his parents, but, um, and so, 
And then, you know, when after we went up into the championship, we took a, we took a celebratory trip over to Krakow and had a great time and, and found one of the it's one of the coolest rock and roll bars I've ever been I've ever been into. Uh, we walked down, and it was in this dungeon. We still don't know where it is. What, what you know? What it was? I hope we can find it again. It, you walked into this dungeon, and it was just this perfect dungeon rock and roll bar. That's just you. Could, it, it would look like you were in the dungeon of an old castle. And it, the, it the, I can't remember what the first song was, but it was just like we we drank a few beers, and it was just like every song that was coming out was just it was awesome. Uh, I think it was FA Cup final, maybe the Arsenal year, uh, it, it, as well. That game was on, and Gareth and I we started we had been talking about a playlist, you know, a couple hours before the game, and uh, we had been discussing like that's where we had the discussion about what would make a really good amphemic walkout. <laughs> tune like you see it's like everybody has sent me the clips of uh, West Virginia coming and some of the college football teams that are just in, in shaking the stadium and telling telling us we should do that that song or and Gareth and I wanted to come up with something original that a team that really had never we had never any heard anybody had done it and uh, we listened because of the cult. We started and, and they're a rock band, you know. And that is it, one of the reasons I listened to the cult in the '80s was because I played football, soccer in America, and uh, it really influenced. I listened to a lot of English bands because I played that game. We listened to a couple of tunes, and there's some good ones that would work. Uh, but Firewoman, the way that the timing works over what is happening, the last three and a half, four minutes to kick off was just, when we got to it, we were both like, that's it. And so... Uh, Let's go back to the gig because, you know, you guys are from Louisiana. I know we have a common language in English, but culturally, very different places. And when you first meet someone, I remember going to a gig with you not long after I first met you, and that's when you really get to know someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's, music is like football again, the international language. Yeah, I totally agree, um, 100%, especially because I come from Louisiana and music is such an important part of both New Orleans culture, South Louisiana culture in general, Cage, like you can't go anywhere and not hear a live band. Um, and so when I got here, being able to, like, it, one of the coolest things was, and we eventually just put it on the stand of Rock and Roll Football Club, I couldn't believe everywhere I turned, like with you, going to, like that day, uh, Tranmere away, and then getting dropped off and going to the Madness show at, at the Electric Ballroom with you was unbelievable. Um, and uh, it's like every like how many times over the last three and a half four years have we had a discussion and where you're like you're not going to believe this but you know the guy that was the producer on these albums is a Wicca Waters fan. <laughs> well, let's get your first track on then. Please introduce it for us. Okay, it is uh, Firewoman by the Cult.
I get emotional. <laughs> uh, have you ever even? Nobody's here has really listened. Southern rock never really made it. No. In England. No. no. Uh, this is why this feature is great because we it, get to learn something as well. That is mind-boggling to me because it is like everyone in America has heard, not only heard the Almond Brothers band, they know the song, they know the words to their. They're not even if they're not their favorite band, they know the words to Blue Sky. They know the words to Ramblin'. They know the Almond Brothers. And here, uh, I was so mind-boggled by the <laughs> fact that uh, this was crazy. I finally got to like kind of a southern rock band that I thought, you know, nobody had ever heard of. And I brought up the Connells one time on our trip. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know the Connells. And it was like that 74, 75 tune. I must have seen the Connells 20 times live. They were one of my favorite bands as well. So that was like one of the southern rock bands that y'all had heard of. But Almond Brothers is mystifying. They probably had a dozen top 10 hit, top five, USA, one of the biggest drawn bands. So they're also the reason I believe in reincarnation, the Almond Brothers. The original guitarist, Dwayne, Dwayne Almond. Uh, one of the greatest guitarists of his time died when he was 23, 24. He is, you know, the Layla, Layla, Eric Clapton. Yeah. You know, there's two guitarists playing at the same time. It's Dwayne Allman. Uh, he was an amazing slide guitarist. Uh, when I was about 18 or 19 or 20, you know, in, in Louisiana, uh, there was this kid that started coming through named Derek Trucks, who was 11 or 12, and he played slide guitar. And it, and it was like the first uh, half a dozen times I saw this kid play, I was like, holy shit, he look, he plays and looks exactly like Dwayne Allman. And come to find out, it was Dwayne Allman's drummer, the Allman Brothers drummer, Butch Trucks, it was his nephew. And he eventually became the lead guitarist of the Allman Brothers. He is, Tedeschi Trucks uh, is one of the biggest touring bands out there uh they played in, in london recently i saw i think they sold out the apollo or the o2 arena um but i promise you like any and any allman brothers fan out there is gonna like everybody looks at me like you believe in reincarnation the allman brothers fans out there will understand what i'm talking about so it's the allman brothers what's the name of the song blue sky and the reason i get so emotional is just the perfect southern rock song and it makes me think about love Walk along the river, sweet lullaby. It just keep on Another band that nobody's ever heard of. I knew this would be the case. Uh, for sure. 
100%. You know, one of the rabbit holes I went down over the, you know, since I started sweating when Dabo nominated me (laughs) was all of the English bands that I listened to. Uh, We went to the Madness, like, and forever, you know. Uh, The specials, which had a sad moment recently. Uh, But uh, this band. is a pretty like they have had a 25 year career they they've toured they played red rock they've toured all over the country early on they were a big band they were my wife's favorite band they're from oxford mississippi and uh <laughs> i can't believe i'm including this one but it kind of works uh we got married in oxford and it's a small town oxford mississippi university of mississippi's there uh, it's a small town with a really small southern town with a really beautiful square with the courthouse in the middle and then bars and restaurants it's really one of the great southern towns and so but it's a very small town so it's not an easy place to have a pretty big wedding and we had a pretty big wedding but we got married right off of the square in st peter's and we really struggled finding a venue for the party afterwards um but the church had a big room that backed onto a uh, car park. We call it a parking lot. Car park that kind of flowed into the into and outside of the square. So we decided to have the party there, and obviously we're going to have a live band. Uh, my wife came up with the suggestion because it was her favorite band. I immediately was like, "Yeah, you can't have." Yeah, I agree 100 percent because I love them as well. Uh, they are a phenomenal band. They're a party band. Uh, they get it rocking. Uh, everywhere they go, uh, it is a very countryfied, funkified, uh, rock and roll. Uh, and I, in my memory, they kicked off the show after at, at our wedding party with this song. I, I'm pretty sure they did, and I, but I I could be making that up just because it makes you know sense. It, it you know based on the actual lyrics of the song and the story of the song, but it is, uh, the third tune is a song called I Love Beer by the Kudzu Kings. Well, I've not heard it, but it's perfect to read it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It is, uh... And the other thing that's come from this story, which Let's, I love... Let, let, let me just uh, go over the lyrics. I'll bring While you're up. looking those up, yeah. you got married in a town called Oxford. Yes, <laughs> I did, indeed. And Oxford, obviously, your time at Wickham Wanderers, Oxford is probably, well, without doubt, what's the most memorable night in the club's history against Oxford at Wembley. Oh, believe me, I love, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that couldn't have been better. I have really uh, enjoyed the special relationship we have with Oxford. I went there Saturday to watch the game uh, with Gareth uh, and, and Josh, and luckily we did because those guys wouldn't have seen anything on tape. Pea soup floating. It, it, it was amazing. Pea soup floating into a three-sided bowl, just filling up in the at halftime in the second half, and then finally you just couldn't see anything. The Ipswich fans were awesome. You know, can't see the, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. Can't see the ball, can't see the ball. Yeah, it was fantastic. But... Uh, yeah, we were married in Oxford. Don't get me wrong. That's a, like I got a bunch of Oxford shirts now, and I'll wear them every once in a while, and I will get stick. Like one time, I wore a great record labels out of Oxford, Fat Possum Records. Mm. Fantastic man. Uh, 
And one time I was wearing the t-shirt around and it was over with my lane in boys and I swear I almost got beat up because they were like, they, I don't, I, I kept trying to explain the difference between Oxford, Mississippi and Oxford, England. And sorry, dude, everybody knows lane in boys. They, they struggle with concepts every once in a while. And so, uh, but I didn't get beat up that day. Have you got the next set? I do, dude. Oh, oh, yeah, I do. No, it doesn't. Let's just, let's just, come on, let's, I'll start it like this. Emotional, educational, two things I knew that this chat would be. We've learned some stuff about music, we've learned a bit about you as well. Uh, we've learned you've got married in Oxford, which uh, don't worry anybody, the other one. Yes. Uh, but you've got one final task. Uh, as Dobbo passed the baton on to you, you must pass the baton on to someone else. Who's it to be? Well, I think it's back, I think it's time to get it back in the squad. Mm. And uh, as I roll through my head, you know, ha hanging around the, in the training ground, you, you get. Uh, it's a flavor, you know, of, I always walk through there, I'm like, all right, who's, uh, who picked the tune, who did this, who did that, you know, and over the time, but, uh, you know, when it comes to music, I just don't trust the young people nowadays, so I think I'm going to have to go with GMAC. <laughs> I'm afraid to bring you sad news at the end of this week's episode with the death of former manager and chairman of Wickham Wanderers, Brian Lee. Brian was a giant in the club's history, taking the Blues to four Isthmian League titles in four years in the 1970s after becoming our very first manager in 1969. He moved upstairs and became chairman before instigating and planning the move from Lokes Park in 1990. As Gareth said, Brian was due to attend Adams Park for the Derby County match as part of the family celebration for the life of his wife Shirley Ann, whose funeral only took place last Friday. He was unwell and taken to Wexham Park Hospital where he sadly died in the early hours of Sunday morning, aged 87. Brian's son Bryn has said, it goes without saying how much Wickham, its players, officials and everyone meant to him. When he heard the match score yesterday, he gave a fist pump. Rest in peace Brian, our thoughts are with your friends and family at this time.
Right, that's your lot for this week. Many thanks to Pete Kuhig, Lewis Wing and Jordan Willis. Get yourself a ticket for the Bolton Wanderers game at Adams Park next Saturday. It's going to be absolutely massive. And if you can't make it to Accrington Stanley on Tuesday, then Wanderers TV has got you covered. In the meantime, come on you blues.